This stuff gets twisted and lost in translation in my head a lot. Put a ball gag in his mouth and he can't bite you. <laughs> this October, the courageous father and son duo. Like Vince and Jack from Movie Muggin? Uh, yeah, yeah, th- those are the guys. Well, anyway, they're going to take the movie talk podcasting genre to places that until now, nobody's ever been brave enough to go. That's right. They're going to release scary movie episodes during the entire month of October in what's being known all around the world as Movie Muggin' Halloween Spectacular Movie Muggin' Halloween Spectacular That's right, it is the Movie Muggin' Halloween Spectacular Back to fucking back. Indeed. Yeah, we just recorded It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown last night, and tonight we're rolling with one of Jack's picks. Mm -hmm. So I thought we would do one back to back so it would feel like what it's going to feel like when we're doing this for a living. Like sometimes you don't feel like it, but if we were doing this for a living, I feel like it'd be a lot easier to feel like it. What do you mean? To to feel like recording an episode? Doing a bunch. Oh, doing like, a bunch. Because well, if we start doing this for a living, we're going to do more than one a week. Yeah. 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 And so normally we don't do that. And sometimes we feel like, not burnout. I don't get burnt out on this. Well, then why'd you say burned out? I don't know how to put it, but there are some days where you don't feel like doing it. We've yeah. both had those days. Well, of course. That's what I'm trying to reference. I don't know why I didn't just say it like that in the first place, but I feel like doing it for a living would make that easier. I don't know that it would. I think it could actually do the opposite because I... Yeah, you don't always want to mix what you love and what what you do for work. Yeah, you don't shit where you eat, I think is the saying. (laughs) I've heard that. (laughs) No, because I got kind of my dream job when I was fresh out of college. I don't remember what you did. I was a sports broadcaster. Oh, yeah. And I got to go to all the games. I got to go talk to players. I, I got to be on the radio, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was working my way up, trying to be on TV. Sports was my life. And then it got to a point where it was like, ah, a fucking another another baseball game tonight, and then I got to wait around for the players. Some of them are buttholes, and it became a job. And no matter how much you love your job, you always look forward to the weekends, right? Yeah, that's true. But hey, if you want to throw a bunch of money at us to, uh, to test it and see what it would be, uh, feel free. It's different this time. Like uh, going to a baseball game takes longer than like our whole episode process. So very true. And, and then you got to talk to arrogant assholes who just love themselves. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, that's just that's so much different in that case. But there's stuff that'd be similar. But I feel like this would be easy because the only thing that we just wouldn't want to get in our own head. Yeah, I'd be wor- more worried about how you would respond to like opening up one day and seeing that we had. Two million active listeners. Oh, shit. I'd see that and I'd get excited. Be like, holy fuck. And I feel like you would feel pressure. I feel like I'd have like imposter syndrome. (laughs) Who the fuck are you to have that many people listening to you? You're nothing. I mean, it's a great point. The fact that it's not a 40 hour work week. Mm -hmm. And I get to sit in a chair and watch two movies every week and then talk about them and and talk about other shit like we do all the fucking time anyway. And I'm just going to go out on a limb right now and say I would never get tired of this. I don't think I would either. So, hey, man, if you're out there and you want two of these a week, fucking tell your friends, man. (laughs) Do it. We need more listeners and we need some people to throw some money at us. We will kindly accept. And just for the record, the the biggest arrogant douchebag that I ever interviewed in in all of the four major sports was uh, Will Clark. And four major is what? Soccer, baseball, football? Not soccer. Football, baseball, cricket, and volleyball. Exactly. What are the other ones? Basketball. And hockey. Hockey, okay. Those are the big four. Soccer, I mean, I guess we're in America, so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Will Clark, I know he's done some stuff for charity, and I saw him getting all teary-eyed one day about something he donated or something, and I was just sitting there looking at him going, douchebag. That dude's a douchebag. If anybody just knew how much of a douchebag he was, he's just so fucking rude to members of the press. The way you treat a person says everything you need to know about somebody. Mm -hmm. And we weren't assholes. 
You weren't you know? like the paparazzi. You Fuck were just no. we're, being like, hey, can I ask you a couple questions after the game? We're doing our job. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their nights or whatever. But if it's a consistent behavior, then yes. you just kind of... Yeah. It was done enough times to where I was like, yeah. Uh, Even after he wins? It didn't matter. <laughs> Such bullshit. It, it didn't matter. But anyway. All right. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Duo who love watching scary movies, having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality Father and Son time together. This is episode number 133. Damn. It's like you said 132 last night. <laughs> All right, well, we spent too much time talking about how we want people to throw money at us and how uh, Will Clark is a <laughs> douchebag. So uh, what do you say we just head on out to the spooky, scary, creaky lobby? Yep, not squeaky, creaky. Yeah. Sure. All right. Bloody. You know, bloody. Oh, very bloody. Decrepit. De- decrepit. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you spell decrepit? D-E-C-R-E-P-I-T. Decrepit. I'll, uh, I spelled that pretty quick. I'll buy that. Yeah. You were a spelling bee winner. Yeah. In your elementary school. I won. They got the picture, and then they wrote the wrong name underneath me. I know. That's so fucked it's up. Like... So I, I have a moment like that that was bullshit. When I was in ninth grade, I was in a speech and drama, and it was just a semester class. So in the yearbook, they always did like, it was called Who's Who, and that was like, you were best in the class, like Who's Who and mm-hmm. Metal Shop or Who's Who and choir and it was just the the best person i was named who's who for the second semester in speech and drama when in ninth grade ninth grade yeah and you were top dog because your school was seventh eighth ninth right it was okay it was i was thinking that was like even more impressive because if you're ninth grade if it's a nine through twelve school you're hiding in your turtle shell exactly tenth grade yeah so you get your picture in the yearbook and it says who's who and it's it's kind of a cool thing man yeah they didn't put me in they put all the other second semester ones in there, and I wasn't in there. There wasn't even a mention that I got who's who in speech and drama. So someone else got it? No. Or they just did the class? They did not put it in at all. All right, did we get in the lobby? No, okay. we weren't even there yet. All right. Well, uh, did I say you know what time it is? <laughs> you're I, Either you're saying that or you're about to. Okay. You were saying the head on over part. <laughs> You got it about as close as we could get. All right. And then we got sidetracked. I mean, you... Oh, yeah, I made you spell decrepit. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, well, let's head on over to the decrepit lobby, because you know what time it is. It's lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to scary movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right. Would you like to play a game? Yes. This game is called Fuck, Mary, Kill, Horror Edition. Woo! Let's get to it. All right. So the first one in Fuck, Mary, Kill, Pennywise, Pinhead, and Zombie Packard from A Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse. What the <laughs> fuck, man? This is not going to be easy. This is the horror edition. Well, I'm going to have to kill Zombie Packard or else he's going to turn me into a zombie. Okay. And there's no oral sex there. Well, you know what? You I don't could, know that I want to put my know, dick in. Put a ball gag in his mouth and he can't bite you. You're good to go. Yeah, but he's just gross and decayed. Okay. All right. So you're going to kill him? Yeah. All right. Um, so you got Pennywise and Pinhead. You're going to fuck one of them and you're going to marry one of them. Just trying to imagine what their asses might look like. <laughs> That's like impossible to answer. I mean, Pennywise has a nice smile. I guess I'd fuck Pennywise so I never have to see him again. I don't know what Hellraiser does. What so do you mean? Maybe... You're just going to fuck him and forget him? Is that what kind of guy yes. you are? <laughs> With Pennywise, yeah. Damn fuck boy. I guess I'll just marry Hellraiser because... Okay. I don't know what he's capable of. Maybe I'm making a grave mistake. <laughs> oh, I could have married Packard and just chained him in a basement and forgot about him for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not too late. You haven't said I do yet. Kill Pennywise, fuck Hellraiser, and I'll marry Packard. Okay. Zombie Packard. All right. And then I'll <laughs> chain him up somewhere. Scenario number two, Michael Myers, Psycho Gorman. And Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> well, I'd kill Psycho Gorman. I fucking hate that movie. Okay. Um, shit. <laughs> I could marry Michael Myers. He'll never talk back to me. It's true. 
I don't know that I'll really get my way around the house, though. But uh, who was the other one? Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence yes, of the Lambs. Fuck him. All right. All Maybe right. put on a hot skin suit. <laughs> and then you can Shit. lotion each other up afterwards. Yeah. No shortage of lube around that house. No. No. Scenario number three, we have Freddy Krueger. Yeah. We have Chucky. And we have Leprechaun. Oh, no. Well, Mary Leprechaun, because okay. I'll always be in a state of laughter. <laughs> and and you, could have, seriously. you could have some gold. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he gets... His plans get foiled all the time, like un, like stupid main characters will figure out his shekel thing, and I just won't fall for his tricks because I've seen enough of the bullshit. But you've actually seen one of the movies. We watched it together. Oh yeah, we didn't watch it because the, the guy was right. he was turning into a leprechaun. I think I was half assed. It was at the casino. I? Oh gosh, <laughs> what what number was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's some of the worst TV I've ever seen. Oh, it's so funny, actually. Okay, so you're going to marry... Great time watching those. You're going to marry Leprechaun? Yeah. Okay. Um, fuck, who are the other guys? Freddy Krueger and Chucky. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll kill Freddy Krueger. He's a much bigger threat. Okay. I guess I'll fuck Chucky, which is bad because he's like a little kid doll. Yeah. Which is horrible, but I mean, <laughs> I mean what would y'all do? Would you, if you if you had this fuck Mary kill, would you you keep your morals straight? I mean, you can't. I don't know. I, I can just picture you unsnapping one of the latches of his overalls and just <laughs> slowly taking it down. Caressing his face. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have him over the windowsill so I can fuck him out of the window and kill him. Jeez. <laughs> All right, scenario number four. How many more? Deborah Logan. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather fucking fuck Freddy. Shelly Duvall, which is the wife from The Shining. She's the normal person. And uh, Samara, which is the girl from The Well from The Ring. And no, you cannot let her take a shower. Fine. She was like a 12-year-old girl. So then I have to fucking kill her. <laughs> I didn't realize she was a child. Well, I didn't. Their child fell down the well and died. And then she grew some years while she was down there. I don't fucking know. No, she died and then okay. became a fucking spirit. All right, so you're going you're gonna to kill her. Yes, I'm okay. going to kill a fucking little girl. Okay, my bad. And then we got... Fuck, I keep getting caught up on one and forget the other two. Shelly Duvall from The Shining. I'll marry her. And uh, Deborah Logan. <laughs> Um, well, let's just say before I fuck Deborah Logan, I am just going to fucking not masturbate for like three years. So I come instantly and then, then get the hell out of there. And I saw her titties already. Might as well get the rest of it. The rest of the picture. Scenario number five and the final one. Finally. Fuck, Mary kill. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Art the Clown. And Leatherface. Jeez, I mean, Leatherface got that MILF outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose he does. Uh, I don't know what kind of cheeks Art could be hiding behind that clown outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the other one? Jason Voorhees. <laughs> but I, I would kill Jason. Okay. Well, no, I'd marry Jason. All right. And I'd do the Packard strategy. Because in the movies, he was chained to the bottom of Camp Crystal Lake, like mm-hmm. at, like not even as a little boy, but as like the full-grown killer, for like a decade. So all I got to do is make sure fucking nobody <laughs> accidentally unchains him like in the movies, and then we're good. I don't know how I'm going to knock him out and get him down there or whatever, but I guess I'd have to fuck Art. <laughs> I think missionary would be the right way. To, to fuck art. No, no. All no. right. So you're gonna fuck art, and so you're you're gonna, gonna marry, marry, oh. marry the milf. Oh yeah. Leatherface. No, no. I was gonna marry Jason. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. And I'm gonna kill Leatherface. Okay. All right. Leatherface is too volatile. Gotcha. Uh, so you were you were mentioning that if you married Michael Myers, you, he would never talk, so you wouldn't have to hear him complaining and things like <laughs> yeah. that. So we got Jason Voorhees. He doesn't talk. We have Art the Clown who doesn't talk, and we have Michael Myers who doesn't talk. If you had to make one of them talk in a movie, which one would it be? Has to be Art, because he's not as legendary as them. They have the whole following. 
if they talked in a movie, it would just be so bad. It would ruin everything. The reputation would be gone. They wouldn't be nearly as cool. And I mean, Terrifier's probably going to end at Terrifier 2. I don't so, know. I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, he was, it would make him a whole lot less scary, but I'd rather him be less scary than Jason or Michael. How pissed off would you be if, like, Halloween 19 came out and Michael Myers spoke? I'd be so pissed. Like, his heavy breathing is all that anyone needs. Yeah. That's why I'm marrying him, too. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, and it just makes sense for a clown killer to have, like, a punchlines or something, you know? So that would make the most sense as well. Gotcha. He said stupid shit. Okay, so going back to all that you said you were going to fuck, you're going to fuck Pinhead, you're going to fuck Buffalo Bill, you're going <laughs> to fuck Chucky, you're going to fuck Deborah Logan, and you're going to fuck Art. Yeah. So I want you to pick one of them and and describe your night of lovemaking. Uh, I mean, I already described... Fucking Chucky out the window. Okay, so oh, throw, there, throw that well, one out. that. There's yeah. Deborah Logan. I'm going to slip fast. in, come, and slip out and leave. Okay, so uh, night. Let's, let's do it between Pinhead, Buffalo Bill, and Art. And Buffalo Bill, I mean, I just direct him to the hottest girl around, and he skins her, and he wears that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that would be much worse than just actually fucking him. Well, Art Art put on uh, somebody's boobs. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I think he might have tucked and, uh, and put on those high heels. Yeah. Pin, pinhead could have like a, a spike dickhead. And <laughs> I'm not fucking goes both ways, but to me, I was thinking not getting fucked, but fucking. Mm-hmm. So I don't care about. I'm not having the pinhead penis in my ass. So all right, uh, let, Buffalo let me, let Bill. Me, okay, all right. And how in detail? I'll, I'll fuck him over the well and send him down there. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. I just want to get out of those situations. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Pinhead, Buffalo Bill, Chucky, Deborah Logan, and Art. One of them fucks you. Which one do you let fuck you? Deborah. She doesn't have a dick. Let's take Deborah out of the equation. (laughs) (laughs) We need some dick. Pinhead, Buffalo Bill, Chucky, or Art? Chucky. Chucky? Yeah, Chucky can clap these cheeks. (laughs) Be like a chihuahua fucking a German shepherd, though. Yeah, I don't even know if he'll be able to reach. All right. I'll take that. Okay. That was a fun game. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> it was a little traumatizing, but that's all right. <laughs> all right. You got anything else for the lobby? I don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on. What's that? It's time for Ask Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Ew! Jack! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. All right, so we have, I think, about 10 questions from Co-Captain Chris and Co-Captain Erica over at the Film Stripping Podcast. Please give them a listen. So pick a number between 1 and 10. Four. All right, here we go. I got one that might be a little personal. Jack, I'm not coming down on you, <laughs> okay? I just, I just got to know. Jack, I got a question for you. Don't, I hope this doesn't rub you the wrong way. Uh, a couple weeks back, you guys watched Mac and Devin go to high school. It oh was God. indeed a true Jack pick in that Jack picked it and it was a bad movie. <laughs> uh, the thing that I have to know is that you said you watched 45 minutes of the movie previously and you're like, oh, yeah, we should definitely watch this movie for the podcast and talk about it. And then the movie turned out to be so shitty that you guys hardly wanted to talk about it. So my question is, what was it about the first 45 minutes of that movie that you did not see the train wreck that was the last 30 minutes of that movie coming that obviously made it a bad movie? That's real personal. I'm just saying, like, it, it blows my mind that he's like, oh, yeah, I watched 45 minutes of this movie. We're definitely this is definitely going to be a good one. I definitely need to watch the last 10 minutes of it. Uh, and, you know, look, hey, I, I stayed out of the gladiator conversation. Well, that was I, really- I, I asked him, you know, like, hey, what would make it better? Right. Yeah. And that's what my mind's just blown. You, <laughs> you saw, have you, you saw 45 minutes of this movie. You've been talking about this for a long time. Me? Yeah. Of this question? No, 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 no. I mean, in our life. Oh, in in real life. Yeah. I, oh, 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 yeah. No, I cornered Co-Captain Erica because usually she <laughs> scattles away from me. I cornered her. I'm like, stop, 
Did you listen to last week's movie muggin? I have I have thoughts. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I have questions and thoughts. He came hot out of the gate after listening to that episode. Anyways, that's that's all I got for Ask Jack. Um, I don't know exactly what to blame it on, but I know a big part, this has come into play before with stuff like uh, Saw Number 1, where I watch it, and I don't know, I knew I liked that movie, but I, stuff gets twisted and lost in translation in my head a lot. Also, I was young. I was early high school when I watched it, probably like 16, so some of that stuff might have been funnier to me then. That's one thing. Um, so funny that I didn't finish it, I guess. I don't <laughs> I don't know for what reason. I don't know if it was a late night thing and I fell asleep or something came up and I wanted to do that instead. I don't know. Maybe you fell asleep after the first 15 minutes and then you dreamed about it <laughs> being good. All I remembered was the big joint scene where Snoop Dogg has a massive joint and is in the principal's office. Yeah. And there's a girl in there, and the loudspeaker comes on, and he's like, yeah, get it wet and put that shit right in your mouth, like, mm -hmm. doing that. I remember that. I remember Wiz Khalifa being turned from a nerd into a bad boy, and he went and got all his tattoos done, mm -hmm. which I did like both of those parts. Those parts weren't the worst parts of the movie. No. Um, basically, the rest of the movie was. Agree. I don't think I remembered the joint until it came back on the screen. That was so rough. The narrating joint, who at <laughs> one point stopped and then just taught you all about the different strains of weed. It's like, I don't care. Like, I already exactly. knew that. Shut the fuck up. Worst part of the movie. And that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the, the joint was the worst part of the movie. Everybody already knows that stuff, too. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't really know it all. I and mean, the indica sativa, indica stands for indica couch. So that immediately tells you the difference between the two. Not really. Smoking indica puts you in the couch. Okay. Couch well, locked. You're, it's a body high. And you're, I don't know. Okay. Like that, that's like the, so I don't know. Explain sativa. What is, what is that? It's like the an acronym for or whatever. creativity, head high, whatever. There's no acronym for that that I know okay. of. All right. It's like the, that's the creative one. I had a uh, criminal justice teacher in college. And he uh, he liked talking about cannabis, and he he would say um, cannabis sativa like all the time, and and I'd never heard anything. I've just heard it called marijuana. So when we first started smoking weed in college, I opened up the the one of the front windows and we smoked it and blew it out. Mm -hmm. Cops rode their bikes up and down the street all the time. So after we realized, oh fuck, we can't do that anymore. So we we'd go out and we'd smoke it in the backyard. Turns out. That professor's backyard backed up right to mine. So whenever he would talk about cannabis sativa, I wasn't high, but I swear he was looking at me. Like I was all I was all sorts of paranoid. That like, was, yeah, that was like, paranoid. Yeah, he'd look at it. He'd like I swear he'd like say it with like a smile on his face or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, he I can't remember his name. He was awesome. I took a couple of his classes and I feel like he's the kind of professor that if he were to come over, he had this wood pile back there. And I feel like if he were to come over and was getting some wood and he would have seen me smoking, he'd have been, he'd have called me over and we'd have got high together. I just, uh, just I, like the fuck, what was that movie? Indiana Jones Girl. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Alan Rickman, right? No. <laughs> oh, no. It was Professor yeah, Snow, whatever. Yeah. Donald Sutherland. President Snow. Yeah. They got high in Animal House. Animal House, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but I, I'd honestly have to chalk all of it up to really just not remembering. And what I do remember are either highlights or... I mean, obviously, Saw was just a full... Uh, I grew up. I had a change in character. I realized that movie was a piece of fucking garbage. Because both of those movies were watched early on. So I was on not good medication that escalated certain aspects of my head. Yeah. And so... You were on the, the wrong medication. Yeah. The 100% opposite of the kind it, of medication that been, you needed. It would have been better to be have been on nothing for yeah. all those years. It really would have. It, it took way too fucking long. That sucks. Yeah. They need to figure that shit out. Because I shouldn't have had a medicine hop from fifth grade till after I graduated high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, there's that. Yeah. So you can always... You know, you know how um, judges hold up scores? You mm -hmm. know? You could always just carry around one that says uh, mental illness. 
<laughs> and, and you know, Chris asks a question like that, you could just hold it up and just, you know. And I'm not trying to, even though it wouldn't even be bad to blame something like this on mental illness, it's very likely that that's something that played into it. I would, I would imagine so. Because I was young, I was fucked up, and I'm watching Mac and Devin go to high school on Netflix. <sighs> I can't believe I, I remember liking that. Yeah. And I remember liking Saw, and watching that was one of the most disappointing things ever. You were so hyped for me to watch that. I know. Because you're like, I never want to watch those. And this was going to be the moment where I was like, this is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like it. Yep. <sighs> it's one of the lowest scored movies that I've ever given. <laughs> yeah. You gave it like a three, didn't you? Uh, let me let me look. I think you gave it a three or a nine. Uh, it was your number 10 pick. I gave it a six and you gave it a three. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a three. There it was. That's awesome. I was so mad. Those are the factors, really. All right, and that'll do it for Ask Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Jack! (laughs) That's good. All right, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. All right, so turns out the movie I wanted to pick doesn't come out for another month, so I had to find something else. So this is B-Team. I don't know how good it'll be. I watched the trailer... It was mysterious, so I'm not going to do more Mothers on it either. Okay. Came out in 2011. It's rated R. Runtime of one hour and 34 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 78%, while the audience gave it a 58%. Uh, IMDb gave this 6.4 out of 10 stars. Got shit ratings, but I I thought it was cool seeming. Uh, this movie is called The Kill List. Okay. I know nothing about this. I've, I've never heard of it. I barely know anything about it. So how long ago did you find this? Uh, it was earlier today. Yeah. Not that long ago. Like, how long before we started recording did you find it? Um, well, you're like, hey, are you ready? And I was writing down the stuff for it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, pretty so, recent. Yeah. Pretty recent. Right, 15 minutes before we started recording? Mm, I found it less than that. Okay. <laughs> I I basically watched the trailer and was like, yeah, I'll do that one. All right. And then I started writing it down, and <laughs> you were like, hey, <laughs> you ready? So I expect nothing less. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a scary movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2011's Kill List. Yep. This is one of those movies that afterwards, like I got up to go to the bathroom, and I just felt really, really weird in there. It's like, what? <laughs> I just felt like I could be a little bit out of my mind after watching that. I mean, a little bit. It didn't get to me like that. You'd kind of you'd seen the trailer, so you kind of knew. I no, I didn't. I knew they were hitmen, and I knew the last twenty minutes were crazy from what somebody wrote, and they're like unforgettable last twenty minutes. And I'd seen a clip with a guy in a headlamp running through like a cobblestone corridor. That's all I knew. Okay. So I knew it was Hitman with some sort of horror twist that's supposed to be super crazy. Yeah. They didn't deliver (laughs) for me. Okay. Well, let me give it the 50 Cent Tour. This is about two Hitmen Mm -hmm. who uh, go on on a job. Um, Joe Biden's brother. I know. (laughs) Evil cultist. Yeah. Uncle Joe. He pays them to uh, go kill some people, and they start killing some people. It's just so fucking weird. They they start killing people, and things get weird, and then um, they want to quit, but they... And, and I'll get into the finer details here in a little bit yeah. when we talk about it. This is the 50-cent tour, mm-hmm. not the dollar tour, so just uh, hold your horses. Yeah, shit gets weird in the last 20 minutes. They go to kill one more guy, and as they're just kind of surveilling from the woods... They hear whistling and a, a drum beat, and then these people that are obviously in some kind of cult start walking by, some of them naked, some of them with robes, and most of them wearing twig masks. Mm-hmm. And then they hang a girl. They all have torches, too, and yeah. it's pouring rain. Yeah. Well, they don't even hang a girl. The girl hangs herself, and... They clap. Yeah. And before she's about to get hung, she's waving. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gary... Now, what's his name? So there's Jay. Yeah, Jay. And there's Gal. Yeah, Jay. Jay starts shooting, 
and then they run and they have to go back in this uh it, it's almost like a sewer type system. Yeah. I don't know how the sewers are there, but it's it's not tall enough to stand up in, but you don't have to bend at a 90 degree angle either. Yeah. It's like you got to hunch it just a little bit and they got headlamps and they're getting chased in there and, Yeah, by some naked people yeah. and people wearing twig masks. And Gal gets its his guts ripped out with mm-hmm. a knife. Mm-hmm. It shoots the guy in the face, but and, and it's so- too late. Jay goes back to the cottage where his wife is and kid, and uh, boom, all the cult members show up, and uh, they get him, um, they knock him out, then they wake him up, they put one of those twig masks on, and they're basically like, all right, man, now you got to fight the hunchback, and spoiler alert coming, this uh, hunchback with a sheet on and one of those stupid twig masks is uh, just hunching around, and they both have knives, and... He, they have they're thrown into a knife fight. Yeah. And and he he he's stabbing the hunchback and then gets it down and just keeps stabbing it and stabbing it in the back. And then the big reveal, it's his wife with his uh, younger son on her back. Yes. As, as uh, starring as the hunch. And she laughs as she dies. Yeah. And then people start applauding and Joe Biden's brother takes off his mask, smiles. The end. Yeah weird 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 this is the weirdest movie i think i've ever seen i can't think of anything weirder are you are you sure midsummer was weird this had a midsummer yeah this feel is to it obviously ari aster the guy who made midsummer and hereditary he didn't make this no he ripped this off heavily because this and hereditary are like so similar there's culty stuff that you're supposed to catch I'm sure there's so much stuff we missed or something. Because all I remember is the lady carved the thing yeah. into the back of the mirror in yeah. the beginning, and then they didn't touch on it for an hour and 10 minutes. So Yeah, so they had uh, Jay and his wife, which uh, their relationship is very Rocky odd. as fuck. Gosh, they yell and scream at each other. And, and then love each other. Yeah, and then get drunk and yell and scream at each other, and she belittles him at the table, and then they yell and scream at each other, and then they're fine, and... It's just bizarre. I've never, I've never yelled at your mother. Yeah, never. But that doesn't really matter. The uh, <laughs> they, they have Gal over, which is I think his brother or her brother. They were in the army together. His wife was in the military also. Mm-hmm. He, they had pictures of themselves in the military, just sitting out like on their tables and stuff. Who the fuck does that? There's, there's no pictures of me when I was in the army, laying around, hanging on the wall or anything. Not here. No, not anywhere. You sure about that? Uh, well, okay. My mom's house? No. Uh, mom's parents' lake house. That foldy thing? Oh, well, I mean, but that's different. <laughs> like, I'm not hanging up pictures of me when I was in the military. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. That'd just be weird. That would be kind of weird, I guess. Something to be proud of, though. I mean, okay, but I'm not going to be, when people come over, look at me. Uh, there's a picture <laughs> yeah, of me when I was in the military. That's when it would really feel weird. Exactly. Attention whore. Yeah, because it was it was like it. right as they walked in the door. And you're like looking at them, like yeah, with your eyes I, wide. See that? Huh? <laughs> no, you're waiting for them to say, thank you for your service. Oh, right. I like was, you won't let them in. Uh, up, uh, uh, up. <laughs> and like, what, shoes off? Uh-huh. And you're like, mm, <laughs> getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I signed a blank check for you one time. <laughs> Yeah, I you know, I always feel weird when people thank me for my service. It just feels weird. Yeah. You know what? I, I will take that uh, 10% discount at Lowe's, though. That's a, I appreciate that. It might be five. I don't know. It's 10 or something, but... A, a we, lot uh, of places do military. Yeah, we, we shop at Lowe's, Home Depot. You hear that? <laughs> Plus Lowe's, man, I can park in veteran parking spot. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have veteran parking spots right up front. <sighs> This might sound bad, but that is so stupid. What are you talking about? Like, the only people who should use that parking spot are, like, 96-year-old men who got their feet blown off in it's Vietnam not, or whatever. It's not for disabled veterans. It's for veterans. It's a thank you for your service. Here, you get to park close. I mean, it's just like, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like handicap makes a lot more sense. But like, that's just like kind of a stretch. Like, yeah, it's awesome. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you love it. You can just park at the front, but it's just how are they gonna know? 
Well, exactly. And it, it all depends on who steps out of the car. Because if I well, step out of the car, they're going to know. So. Okay, that guy has a septum piercing. He was not in the military. I was waiting to pull into it one time. And another lady pulled into it. And I, I looked at her. I'm like, she's not a fucking veteran. Mm-hmm. And your mom's like, she could have been. You have no idea. And I'm like, like I, I can already tell. <laughs> you're like, bitch. She was not in the service. Mom is not. She's not pessimistic enough. And she's not no. a realist either. No. She sees the good in people when I'd much rather and much more often see the bad in people that is so bad that it obviously is not true. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I think it's a blessing and a curse. It really is because it, it gives you that so, an extra level of social awareness. Because I personally think, especially in today's day and age, being aware of who's around you is a very good thing to do. I'm not paranoid, but I always play on the safe side no matter what when it comes to other people because you can't trust anybody. When I go somewhere, I read a room for sure. It's probably after the year or two of paranoia, horrible paranoia, that I started reading the room and doing a Mac from It's Always Sunny, his ocular pat-downs. <laughs> I, I, I mean... If I go into Walmart by myself or with anyone, I'm looking at everybody. Yeah. That's just something I do. I'm always aware of my surroundings. Me too. And uh, that's just part of who I am. I mean, your, your mom doesn't pay attention to anything, so I, I, I have to be the one who it's who, who kind of keeps a lookout for stuff. I, I don't know. I I just, I do. I, I go in and I I, I I try to read the room of, of where there could be threat. I mean, it just sounds ridiculous. I'm not a... But it's not. <laughs> People who don't do it are at a disadvantage. Yeah. And optimists, I think, have trouble doing something like that because, oh, no one would ever do that. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking know. People, regular people can snap one day. They don't have to have a history of uh, when they were a kid, they nailed the neighbor's dog to a telephone pole. They don't have to exhibit those signs. They could just be a regular person on a bad day. Yeah. So, uh, like, even ridiculous things. I, I make sure my doors are locked when I'm driving, like, multiple times, because I forget if they're locked, and I... Don't they lock automatically when you... They, I don't trust that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know that my when I get out of my car and I go to the front door and walk inside that my car is locked, but, I mean, I gotta hit it on the, butt, on the fucking key fob as well, you know? Well, like I do that. Yeah, exactly. But I, just, I just... I keep everything locked. I... I lock the top lock whenever I leave. If I'm home alone, I still lo- I keep everything locked. It's like, I don't know. I feel like people are seeing me as a doomsday prepper right now. Well, but uh, you you need to. I mean, it's just one of those things. Are you really willing, even though the chance may not even be a chance at all, nothing's going to happen to you? It's just something I'll always do. I'll always lock everything. Yeah. You, you don't want to be like... If only I would have locked the bathroom door when I was masturbating. Exactly. Like, I, I just can't imagine a world where I don't lock shit, look at people, and assume they're bad. We had some work done on our house, Ugh. and it was uh, it was open on the side of our house, but they put some sheetrock over it. But fucking sheetrock. And mom was paranoid about that. It's like, finally, she fucking woke yeah, up. But just sheetrock, anybody can just push through a, a small thing of sheetrock. So That was so fun what we did, so, dude. Um, it was so fun, fun pretending someone yeah. was going to actually come in. And <laughs> all the ideas we were spitting back and forth, I'll, I'll let you go. But So I, I put a, a big, long plastic table. A big card table. Yeah, in front of it. So if they if they push through, that table will be there. But... They can push through and see, oh, there's a table there. Uh-huh. But I have some other things. So on top of that table, <laughs> I have some things that they're going to fall and they're going to like... A Rube they're, Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're little metal L brackets that are just going to fall on the concrete. And then on the other side of that, I have a stool that if they if they try to move the, the table, the stool's going to go down and it has some, what, some some glass and some loud cups and some cups full of other metal things. And we, we tested it. It's going to make so much fucking Dude. noise that, that no, you know, and, and then if they happen to get past that, they were going to open the bathroom door, but I had some metal shit on the backside <laughs> of the door because the door was kind of jammed. 
So if they so they're gonna have to pull it kind of hard mm-hmm. to open it, and then that shit was gonna fall off and, and, and clank on the floor. Oh. And I would have been sitting on the bed perfectly in the shadow with a Mossberg <laughs> just aimed at the hip. Yeah. Already cocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as soon as I hear it rattling, boom, the door's blown off. But I was saying that we should get some some wood and nail nails through it and then put it nail the nail side up so when they step in. We also hear their howl of pain whenever a nail's sticking out the top of their foot. If we'd have had more time to prep, because they told us it wasn't going to be like that. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that before we leave. Get a more. Yeah, liars. <laughs> Put a claymore. That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, we watched a movie. Let me uh, see what the internet has to say. Eight months after a disastrous job in Kiev left him physically and mentally scarred, ex-soldier turned contract killer Jay is pressured into taking a new assignment. By his wife, man. Gosh. Yeah, that was... So rude. They needed money, I guess. Yeah, I don't see you out fucking working. Yeah, I guess she really wasn't doing anything. No, just drinking wine all the damn time and bitching at him. With that witch. Yeah, he was kind of a a a-hole too, though. Yeah, they both were. Yeah, but they had um, Gal, which was his army buddy, and his girlfriend over. Fiona. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was just a night of drinking and stuff. And then Fiona goes into the bathroom, and she takes down the mirror, and she turns it around, and she gets a knife, and she draws this... I guess, witch type. Like an occult symbol. Yeah, a symbol. And then she hangs it back up, and then she puts a bloody tissue in her bra. Yeah. Which, I don't know. But but from there, it was just a slow burn. It was just it was just them going and doing different hits, killing people. But the killings were weird. The first one was a priest. And when the priest turned around, he said, thank you. And then he got shot. And they're like, why the fuck did he say thank you? I don't know. And then the next time they went to the dude's house... And uh, it was hammer time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, Jay gets a hammer and just starts beating the shit. He starts on his knee. And, and after and, burning cigarettes in him uh, and beating him to shit. But they showed it hit his knee, the top of his knee, so many time. times. Then his hand, it shows that. But before he really starts getting after him with the hammer, he's like, does he know who you are? Talking about Gal. And he's like, he doesn't know who you are. Hey, I, I just wanted to say, I just want to say thank you. I just, I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, thank you for what? And he's like, no, just just thank you. That pissed me off, too. And so he beats him with a hammer. Oh, God, they showed it when he's beating the dude's head with a hammer. Yeah, too. He, he leans him over the kitchen table Ooh. because the dude's like sl- uh, like stuck on a chair. Mm-hmm. And he just beats him in the back of the head with it like two or three times. And you see the whole like back section of his skull like pop off. <sighs> that was rough, but not as bad as the pussy saw. <laughs> that was that was worse for me. But, but the stuff that looks real is yeah, that the worst real. ones for me. The skull one that looked like it could have been real. You know what bothered me more than anything in this movie was when the dude sliced his palm. Yeah, he made it look like a pussy. It was that, <laughs> that, that was made, horrible. That made me feel bad. It started so so slow. Yeah, so slow. And then she finally did the occult thing, and I was like, okay, here we go. But then they were just regular hitmen. Yeah, and and we're just killing people and it was like uh, at one point i was like is this a horror movie when is this going to be a horror movie when that's what i thought too yeah so my score kept going down and going down and going down like i was enjoying it but me too but i was waiting for something to happen and then the cult starts to walk by and the drums go in and i was like oh fuck yeah oh hell yeah and then my score just immediately jumped like 10 points when i saw those guys uh walking i was like this is about to fucking get good but did it? Yeah. You think? Yeah. I, I thought it was intense in the sewer thing. We're just going to call it a sewer. Yeah. Um, it was intense when he went back home. Yeah. I mean, it really pissed me off whenever he didn't go back to back with his boy. Like, you have military training and you're going to split up in a situation like that. But like, how? how? Num- number one, they, they were shooting. And there was noises coming from everywhere. Like, when there's not a lot of stuff going on, it's easier to keep up with somebody. But if noises are coming from all all different corridors, you can't hear, and they didn't know where they were. That's why they should press their backs together so they always know where each other are, you know? And and gunshots are going off, and can you imagine the echoes in there? You can't hear shit anymore. Your ears are ringing. But that's what you got the headlights for. You see a lady... It's fucking chaos. Big ass titty swinging, running at you with a knife. You shoot her in the fucking face. I don't know about that. A lady with big ass titties running toward me in the night. I'm I'm, I'm down with that. (laughs) With those ladies? Well, no. 
Yeah, who are all like 60 plus. Like, why'd they have to follow I mean, the look, midsummer trend? They're still titties, though. And titties that does you, not you, count. <laughs> like, I'm, Did you or did you not look at all their titties during this movie? It's, it's an eye magnet. Yeah, they're titties. That's what I'm that, saying. Do you, you remember that time? You will drop your guard you, when there's titties in your face. So my sister is getting a, an award. Do you know where this is going? Your sister's getting an award? Yes, and me and you were sitting in those foldable chairs. Oh, the butt crack? Yes. <laughs> yes, I knew we didn't want to see that, but we couldn't not I know. look at it. I like know. we kept like eyes would go. Mm-mm, yep, yep. Mm-mm. It, it's the same thing. You see titties or nipples at all, yeah. and your eyes are going to look at it. Did she even get an award that night? I don't I, remember. I, I don't remember either. <laughs> there was just a nasty butt crack yeah, in four front inches of, us. of butt crack right in front of us. So it's the same thing. That right? Doesn't looking does not mean you like. Okay. I don't like looking at 60-plus-year-old women's big old boobs. But you do. No, I just can't <laughs> stop looking at exactly. them. Exactly. If they're so, in front of me, my, I'm going to have a hard time uh, keeping eye contact. I, I already do. So and It's going to be even harder. So You're looking at a wall the whole time. Right. So it's hard to read a room, or it's hard to know what's... Like, look. You're ridiculous. You're <laughs> giving them every excuse to play into the horror hand. Oh, just but but titties will make you drop your guard. That's all I'm saying, you know. But not in that situation. They're running. They at shouldn't. You with, they're running at you with knives. Do you think if a naked lady running at with you with a knife would really distract you much? You just watched her. Like you've already shot some of them. A crowd of naked women mm-hmm. all running at you with knives. You kill six of them. There's one left. Do you think you're gonna be like, oh, booba? And then you're going to let yourself die? I'm still going to No, look. you're going to shoot her in the head. I'm still going to look at her titties, though. As you shoot her. <laughs> so I could miss, right? <laughs> you're not going to miss. <laughs> but, hard. like, if their backs were together, so what, they can't hear shit, they're in yeah. the dark, and they have these really nice headlamps, yeah. all you got to do is aim forward, and you don't. If, if you're moving around, you don't have to worry about those side corridors that connect. You don't have to worry about getting ambushed and stabbed in the neck or something. You can literally just kill all of them together, like people who were actually in the military and went to war and did hitman shit together as a duo for the past decade plus or whatever. But instead, Jay decides to sprint down the corridor and not say anything. That just makes no sense tactically at all. Have they ever been in a situation, anything even remotely like that situation? No, I assume not. There is absolutely no way. So if you're put into an extreme, crazy situation like that... What are you doing? So if it's me and you in there, I, I know no matter how much stress or shock or horror I'm in, I am not gonna run away from my sole friend... In no. there, like you, like you could comfortably say that too. Like yeah. me and you can comfortably say that our sweaty backs would be stuck together as we're mowing down these people as they're coming. Like you know, I don't think I would have gotten the sewers. Exactly that too. I, I would have seen. Okay, they're still coming, but they also thought they knew where they were going. Yeah, but it was yeah. bricked up. Yeah, no, I, I'd have probably stayed by the entrance. And just started picking him off because he had an awesome fucking gun. Yeah, it was a G36. I think I'd have just, because there was like, what, 20? Something like that. Yeah, and he, he'd he already was, shot like six or seven by the he, time they even got there. He did such a poor job at yeah, that, too. Yeah, like I, if, if it could have been handled better for if, sure. If he's a hitman and had plenty of military training, then he should know how to pop 20 heads quicker than that. Yeah. Because he would shoot like three times. It didn't really look like he actually killed that many. What I w- would have expected was tap, tap, tap. For each tap on the trigger, one body's fallen. Yeah. Like, it could have all been avoided so easily if they actually knew what they were doing. I loved it when the cult showed up. That was I, really I, cool. I, I thought the uh, the fight in the sewers was really, really good. I did it like that, It was very too. unnerving because it was dark, and you could just kind of see lights, and you could hear them. They had They screeched. Mm-hmm. And you could see them sometimes, and they'd get shot, and one jumped on top of Gal and just started fucking stabbing the shit out of him. And then dude gets out, goes home. A mercy kills Gal as well yeah. after they have yeah. like a little hug cry. And, and then he goes home, and he's talking to his wife, and then he hears a noise. And he looks outside, and he's like, fuck, somebody's out there. And he goes outside, and his car's tire's been slashed. So then he goes in, and he turns off the lights. That was fucking tense. And then he tells his wife... 
stay here, gives her a gun. And a silencer. I'm going to go out. At that point, would you have stayed in the house? Yes. But like that game Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4. I was where literally it's just, just about to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's you're in the house, you just crossed over the bridge, right? And you're in that house and yeah. they're coming in through all the windows and stuff. I almost feel like if you were to just run out, like, I don't know, man, it just, it feels once they're inside somewhere, you have a harder time getting away. I feel like if there's more room behind me to run, I feel better about that than I'm going to get backed into a, a fucking brick wall and I got nowhere else to go and they're just coming. So my thoughts on that are, if you're to choose to run out of the front door, you're going to have to get lucky and go in a direction where they aren't already. So if you knew that there was a bunch of people that were about to come surround our house, because when he went outside the first time, he couldn't see anybody. Yeah, but like, there's tons of torches. But I would just rather take my chances running out the front door and running down the street and running into the woods and then running down to McDonald's. You know what I mean? I would I would rather do that. I mean, yeah. Than, like, to me, I, I am not going to leave my family. I'm not really going to want to take my seven-year-old kid out. and Because if, if I was seven and I was on your back, it would be harder for you to move around, shoot people. You'd be worried about me. I honestly think we get me, you, and mom in this room. I think we have enough guns for all, all three of us to have something. And we just aim at that door. If you bottleneck people, they can only come in so fast. You're going to get multi-kills, if, if your bullet goes through someone and hits another, they're going to be single file, basically. They're not just going to keep doing that, though. Yeah, but... At what? some point, so, they're going to say, let's dump some gasoline there and light it on fire. And when you hear them dumping it or something, I don't know. I, I really feel like... So I, I'm not... You're fucked either way. You're thinking about line. fire a lot more than I am. I'm thinking more of... <laughs> fire! Fire! Of... They are naked people with straw masks and knives. Okay, and yeah. And we are can, three people with guns. I guess I've kind of gotten and, away from... Yeah, and they have a singular door to run through. The three of us are going to have enough ammo to kill 25 psychos mm -hmm. before they can even reach us. It, it's just one of those things where if you are more than one person with a gun, you win every time, in my opinion. A naked guy running at you with a knife is going to take a lot longer to get to you and kill you before... There were naked guys, too. There was, so, there was a lot of peen in this movie. And another thing to think about is one thing, you're on the street, a guy's running at you with a knife, but you're not ready. And so you got to take the time to unholster your pistol, put it off safety, and shoot them. They might kill you already. But if we're all in here aiming at the door already, all safety's off, they just don't stand a chance. I really don't think they do. We would be fully capable of fending all of them off. Do you think she'd be looking at their penises, though? <laughs> she'd be so distracted. <laughs> yeah, but but that was tense at, at the house and in the in the sewers. And, yeah, it just got really, really bizarre at the end. Really, really bizarre. And like I said, he, he, get, he gets his shirt taken off and given a knife, and you got to fight the hunchback. I thought it was his wife for a little while, and, and you did too, and then you figured out it's probably the son on her back. Because I was like, ew, like, that guy's hunched nasty at first, mm -hmm. and then I got to thinking, and I was like, that could be his wife piggybacking his son. Yeah. And as he's stabbing, I'm like, oh, no. He's just stabbing the fuck out of the back. Yeah, and he's just stabbed the shit out of his seven-year-old yeah. son. And then and then it's over. People take off their masks and uh, he like stands up and he's just staring yeah. at what he's done. And he's they put a crown on his head and he has no emotion about it. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, favorite parts? Um, just the parts where they were doing their hits. Mm -hmm. I, I liked when they're like, "Fuck, it's a priest," and one of the guys deeply religious, and he's like, "Fuck, of course." So they tail him for a little bit, and then they just while he's delivering his message or whatever, they go up to his office. And I love that when the guy walks in, he doesn't see anything except the whole room is covered in sh not shrink wrap, but <laughs> just like just plastic, plastic wrap. Yeah. Like it's like a clear tarp, basically, mm -hmm. so they don't get brains everywhere. I love Makes that because the there is no, there's probably no, that's one of the worst feelings of dread if you walk in your room and it's just covered <laughs> to where there won't be any sort of mess. And he turns around and Jay's already aiming the pistol at him and uh he's like look the other way or turn around or whatever guy says thank you boom clean shot to the head and i was like okay these guys are professionals that was sick 
And then I loved when they found like the snuff film porn ring and he just went berserk. He hammered the fuck out of that guy after finding out where the rest of them were. And even though those guys weren't on the hit list or the kill list, he decided to go there. And then he found the guy who filmed it and killed him in presumably in the room that he filmed it Yeah, by slamming his face into the wall it was un- tens of fifteens yeah. of times, whatever. Unrecognizable as a face. It looked like his face had been ripped off yeah. by a chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, I just like the first three-fourths of the movie where they're just hitmen. Uh, that's really what I liked. I think my favorite part, at the very, very beginning, they just paint Jay as just a chump. Like kind of kind of a loser. Yeah. Just he's he's out of work. We don't really know what, what has happened in his life. Your mom's calling him lazy. His own son's calling him lazy. And then just to see the transformation from this chump, lush, lazy bastard to he's just he's walking with purpose and all of a sudden he's and just a suit. fucking badass not to be fucked with. They did a fantastic job of that. All right, bucket of chicken. I'm going to have to give it to Gal for putting up with Jay because Jay was such a bastard. And Gal was cool. He was Irish. He was a hitman. He was level-headed. He was smart. And he used a little pump shoddy that he would keep at his hip. Like, there's nothing cooler than a guy going in a room with a pump shotgun at his hip ready to just swivel 90 degrees and blow somebody into the, the fucking wall, you know? Like, that's so cool. It's so ballsy, too. Like, it'd be way, way better to have, like, your pistol tucked close to you going through the corners or whatever. Not him, dude. He pushes the doors open with the shotgun and is ready to go. I got to give it to him. He deal with the most shit. He, he carried the team, honestly. The other guy did some of the important kills and did a lot of the really dirty work, but it didn't necessarily have to be that dirty. He went out of his way to kind of fuck stuff up for them. Yeah, he was a liability. Um, He definitely was, and Gal was not. Gal is a lot more on the side of Leon the professional. Like He knew what he was doing. He was stone cold and clean, but also he had a great heart, so I had to give it to him. This is is a hard one for me. I really really like Jay. I really like Jay. I loved him too, but I just... If I had to pick between the two, I had to choose. All right, well, I'm just going to give it to Jay, because I I really... I love the transformation of his character, and... He had an on and off he, switch. I didn't know that he could go that hard, and, <laughs> and and he went that hard. So it was a surprise. And uh, when when you go that hard, you work up an appetite. So uh, Jay, you get my bucket of chicken. That is that's a good reason. All right, score time. See this. You said the bucket of chicken was hard for you. This is what's hard for me because endings are important to me. Yeah, I hated the ending of this movie. I'm not in a shit mood, so clearly I didn't hate it that much. Yeah. It was just more of like a a letdown. But the first three quarters of this movie, it, the first 20 minutes with like the whole dinner party and everything, that was really slow. Yeah. Then she carves a thing and you're like, oh. And then it was really slow again. And you you see a scene where he's waving at Fiona. Like she's waving from the side of the road in like a wedding dress or something. Yeah. Nothing comes of that. No. I wouldn't say that storylines were left unresolved. But at the same time, there's just so many holes that they're not really resolved at the same time, you know? A lot of question marks over your head. Some people love that. We've said it before. Some people love that. And they want to read into it and I, break I, it down and try to figure it out. And- I personally, I can deal with some where maybe there's a question mark and you can kind of figure it out on your own without having to do too much thinking. But this one, a, a lot of stuff just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So right. that's the big thing that bothers me. I loved the Hitman stuff. I loved the killing scenes. They had really, it was tasteful gore. I don't know if there's any such thing as tasteful, but this definitely was. It wasn't too much. It was realistic. I think some people would disagree with that. Obviously, yeah. D- dude's head blew yeah. open. Yeah. But it was tasteful. <laughs> I, think, it, I don't think so, that's okay. the right adjective. So the pussy saw, that is not tasteful. That's ridiculous. You know, but this one is (laughs) if you see a guy get a hammer to the back of his head, what are you expecting? If nothing happens and he just suddenly sticks his tongue out and there's X's on his eyes. I still think tasteful is probably. (sighs) It's not the right word, but it also. I know what you mean. It's the perfect word that I'm looking for. Okay. Because 
you need it there if there's going to be kills like that. And they didn't do too much, and they didn't do too little. They did just the right amount, and it was nasty looking. It looked real, so I liked that. I I don't know if I can pass this movie, though. I'm tempted to. <laughs> I'll give it a 70. Okay. I have to pass it because I just... In a lot of movies where the ending is bad, the ending takes up a lot more time. And to me, them fighting the cult and stuff, so the whole 20 minutes... It was the last like four minutes, three minutes that I didn't like or whatever. Or no, it was the very end. Whenever it just shows him doing nothing and then he's the king of the death cult or whatever. That's what I didn't like. So it was that very snap ending. But I liked everything leading up to it. So I I have to pass it there. Most of the movie was pretty good. I, I did like it. It started so slow. I was like, come on, man. Something happened. Something happened. But it still had me. Because I liked you, I loved the characters. I didn't necessarily like the characters. I they were Fiona was sus to me the whole time. I was they were a holes. Their bickering was annoying, but I did like the characters. He called her a miserable cow. I would not be able to stay married if I called your mother a miserable cow. Yeah, it, it would. Miserable I think, cunt would have been worse. <sighs> Cow's pretty bad. Cow's bad. Miserable cow. You're a miserable cow. Wow. I don't know. At the beginning, I did not like any of them. There was way too much yelling. But at the same time, I wasn't like, I'm going to turn this off. I was. It kept my interest the whole time. And then when they became hitmen and, and started doing that shit, I was like, all right, man, this is really good. But when is it going to become a horror movie? And then uh, the cult showed up, and I was like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. Check your boxes. Love the cult shit. And, and then it went to the... The sewers and the fighting, that was awesome. And then the house, the fighting was awesome. And then at the very end, yeah, man, it, it's the it's the climax. It's what it's all been building up for. And yeah, I, I was disappointed too, but I, I wasn't disappointed enough to be like, just this is ass. There were a lot of things in this movie that I was like, what? Um, I don't understand or why that never, we never got to tie up that loose end or mm-hmm. any of that shit. But overall, I, I enjoyed this movie. I'm, I'm giving it a 77. Nice, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that it would deserve a B. It almost got one for me. It, it was... The, the cult knocked it up over a B, and then the ending knocked it down some points. Just... I don't know what they could have done, the way they took the story. Well, I would have liked... I, I, I just would have liked it to, to help me understand why those people said thank you to him, and to understand a little bit more about, you know, how them cutting his hand was part of it. The symbol? Yeah, and the and the, the symbol. If if they could have wrapped up some of those things, even even if it would have been like, oh, that's lame, I, I still would have appreciated just just understanding. Yeah. All right, one more week to go. And it's the big uh yeah. Halloween episode that's uh that's mine. Do you have a movie? I have contenders. some front runners. Sweet. I have some front runners. I'm glad to hear that. It's going to be a tough yeah. week, though, of second guessing and third guessing and, and 10 guessing. This was kind of a settle. The list was long, and this was about a third of the way through it, and I thought it sounded interesting, and I thought I should go through the rest of the list and see if there's anything better. And then I was like, you know what? Like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to have to do that. And at the same time, I did kind of set the precedent of we should try hard on this. And you were telling me to bring it down because both of us were feeling it. <laughs> we were feeling the I, I the never, pressure. Yeah, I, I don't often try to impress with my movies, clearly. <laughs> and that's good. And like sometimes you have before, and I haven't really experienced that. But we were both feeling it on this mm-hmm. one. And I really was pushing hard on myself, trying to find like really good stuff. And so it was somewhat a settle but somewhat a victory at the same time because I was like, you know what? This sounds cool enough. I saw the trailer. Seems interesting. This person sure thought it was amazing. I'm just going to pick it. That's you, man. And I think that's who you should always be. And, yeah. and, and, and most times it is. And for the first time ever, you, <laughs> you just really started feeling that pressure that, that I used to it feel all the time. feel good. Like, but how long has it been? Cause remember I used to be like, even, 10 minutes before we'd even start the show sometimes, I'd be like, oh, God, don't, I mean. I remember not many. I could count on one hand for sure. It would be around time where we would have started, 
but you I'm still sitting in the recliner downstairs. Yeah, and you're like, I, I, I gotta, I think I got a movie pick. Let me get the info. Yep. Thirty minutes go by. Yep. And you, I uh, guess, got the info. What the fuck was that about? And then man? you would get a different movie. Yeah, like you had some more issues adapting and stuff in the beginning. Yeah. But we're we're both chillax as fuck now. Yeah. As you can probably tell with the shittier content. So. <laughs> Yeah, this has gotten easier over yeah. the years. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to listen to some of the earlier stuff. and It's 30 minutes long. I know, but I want to hear those and see what I was saying. Yeah, go back and listen. And there's been times where I listen, and I'm in the middle of talking, and I'm thinking of the answer without knowing what I said. And it, it makes me feel like... Like you can tell the future? Like that, but also like... If you just meet a stranger and you can finish each other's sentences, sentences perfectly, you know, it's just one of those things. I feel like, you know, those memes where the brain is like tiny and it goes to like galactic yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the galaxy brain because I'll be like, oh, like that that's a fart knocker. Obviously. And then three seconds later, I'm like, that is obviously a fart knocker. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like I just nailed an X Games backflip or something. Like I, I feel so good when I do that. I'm like, I'm so in tune with myself. Wow. So not only do we bring joy to other people's ears, we we bring joy to, to your ears. Too. <laughs> yeah. I love our show so much. Me too. It's so fun and so fun to do and so fun to make. I'm proud of it. Yeah, me too. Anything else? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, shout out to my coworker listening to this right now. Uh, hopefully you got this far. Uh, I'll probably just tell you that you got to get this far. Why? Is there a big surprise? No. So she can hear herself get shouted out. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Superstar calling you out, you yeah, know? Yeah. I, I love the texts that I get. My dad loves them too. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Yeah. It's fun. It's weird, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Because I've expressed before, it's weird that people get entertained by you talking. Because like I've never felt like I had talents, but that sure feels like it to me. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, man. It's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. All right. Got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 133 of Movie Muggin. If you would like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. If... And I haven't talked about this in a long time. If you would like to buy us a pizza, go to our website. There's a little button you can click on that says buy us a pizza. Also, if you go to our website, you can scroll down and, and all of our episodes are on there. And I make cool little uh, art for them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. So uh, really, you, we don't have to have a website. I just, I just like having a website, you know? <laughs> you put a lot of work in and I don't appreciate you for it. You don't. <laughs> I do. You do? But never vocally. Yeah. Sometimes a girl likes to be told she's pretty. I often, I'm saying. I don't appreciate you vocally almost ever. No. Well, I say thank you. When I buy you food. Or if you like make a tombstone pizza, Red Baron, whatever. <laughs> I always say thank you for that. But you never thank In me for all the hard work I do and for uh, <laughs> editing stuff out so people don't come over here with torches and pitchforks and carry you off somewhere. Yeah. I feel like for the entirety of my life, I have said thank you for every meal. I really feel like I have. Yeah. You want a fucking ribbon for it? I, I I show my appreciation by coming back and carrying your damn show. Mm. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We we really do appreciate our listeners. I I, I love the fact that there's people out there that it's that weird. Dig it's this. so weird. It's pretty cool though. It's pretty. It cool. is cool. All right. Until next week. Have a scary movie mugging day. Bye. Movie mugging Halloween spectacular. Movie mugging Halloween spectacular. Take cocaine. It makes it difficult to come.